The Apostle Paul told us, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12 There were relatives I just couldn't go around. They were Church of Christ, and they were trying to get me to quit doing radio broadcasts, to quit writing blogs, to quit writing books, and to quit speaking the Word of God, which God had shown me in dreams to do. I had the choice of obeying them or obeying what God showed me to do. I don't know what God has shown you to do. It's important for you to do that. It's important for me to do what God has shown me to do. It's important for my relatives to do what God has shown them to do. In all things, following God is the thing that is good. God speaks to each of his children by his Spirit bringing thoughts to our minds to show us how to live on this earth and what to do. Right now, there is so much evil. Jesus said in the last days, Matthew 24, Iniquity would abound, and because of the iniquity, the love of many would wax cold. Therefore, I believe it's very important to abstain from iniquity. What is iniquity? I just took a regular dictionary and looked up the definition of iniquity. And here is what it says. It is immoral or grossly unfair behavior. I think that's a rather interesting definition, grossly unfair behavior. I can certainly see where we would be swept away if we are in a job or a social setting where there is grossly unfair behavior. It would be very hard for us to remain in that without developing hatred. Although at one point, it was either Paul or Jesus who said, if you are a slave, go ahead and serve with a good heart. I believe that was Paul. We have to keep our heart pure in all things. Obviously, we can't participate in various sins. We can't be among those people 
who do things for their own personal gain, not considering other people. We can't be among those people who set up false doctrines in their churches and cast aside the Holy Bible because to do such is to fall away from God and become anti-Christ. We have to conform to the Bible, agreeing with God. Now you'll say, well, of course we do. Do you know that Jesus said the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery? Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. So you come across someone who is about to marry a divorced woman. What do you do? Did you know that Paul said it was a commandment of the Lord that the wife not leave her husband, but, and if she depart, Let her remain unmarried or return to her husband. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11. There are so many scriptures that are not spoken at church today. And what about homosexuals and lesbians? Are you going to go to the barbecue with them? Are you going to support them by developing a friendship with them and run around with them? A Baptist woman said to me, but we're supposed to love them. Tell me, what is love? Is love approving their sins and showing your approval of sins? Or is it reading the scriptures to them to give them a chance to turn? Romans chapter 1, start at verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Verse 26, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also, The men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. 
This is God's view of homosexual lesbian. Not your view or my view. It's God's view. We take the Bible and conform ourselves in so much as possible to what God thinks about an issue. Drunkenness is a sin. Sometimes the medical world today wants to say it's a disease, yet it's listed in the Bible as a sin. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul tells us what sins are. Verses 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, says Paul. What is love? Is it love to let people continue in their sins without showing them in the sight of God by the Bible that that is a sin? When we come across someone who is likely following after one of these sins, to tell that person he will not inherit the kingdom of God if he continues doing this, a prostitute, adultery, fornication, drunkard, homosexual, lesbian, wouldn't that be love? The greatest love of all is laying down your life for your friend. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, that would be the homosexuals, I believe, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. The world cheats and lies and does all kinds of things to get more money or to try to build a reputation in politics, for example. That would be abusers of themselves with mankind. We don't do that. We don't take advantage of people for our own benefit. Paul said thieves will not inherit the kingdom of God. Covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, people who speak harshly and revile one another. I think protesters are very often in this. And while they fight for good, they become evil. Paul said they will not inherit the kingdom of God. He says extortioners will not inherit the kingdom of God. I know many ministers who extort money from their congregations by threatening them if they don't give bad things will happen to them and some of them use scripture to prove the point 
That's extortion, to twist the money out of the congregation. Nobody had to do that where I was concerned. I was so grateful for salvation. I wanted to give. And Paul says in verse 11, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. When the woman was taken in adultery and brought to Jesus, what did he tell her? He said, go and sin no more. You can't keep being an adulteress. Prove your doctrine by the Bible. That is the only rule book that we have. It is not the letter of the law. It's the spirit that leads us. But it is the Bible that shows us what God approves and the way of life. The Word is life. So we read the Bible and we listen carefully for that which the Spirit of God brings to our mind. For that is truth. You can sometimes misinterpret the Bible. The Holy Spirit will not do that. So these are ways that we live and go forward in truth, kindness, love, godliness. But love is not letting your friend go to hell. That's protecting yourself and keeping your friend. If you bring correction to your friend, that friend might hate you. But you're simply showing them godliness. If you have evil in your heart and hate your friend, because of what he is doing, you condemn yourself. But if you pray and approach it in a godly manner and simply showing him or her from the Bible what God thinks of this subject, I've spoken so many times on radio, on blog, on podcast, on the subject of homosexual lesbian, and I have never had any authority fight me because I'm not telling what I think. I'm telling what God says in the Holy Bible. So they have never put me off the air or stopped me from writing by sharing the Bible. I'm not sharing it in threatening ways, I hope. I'm not sharing it in anger. I'm just simply showing 
what will happen to them according to the Bible if they continue in that way of life. I consider it to be the greatest love you can do toward your friend is to keep them and help them to abstain from an ungodly way of life. All based on Bible. So read the Bible. I just start at Matthew and read all the way through Revelation. And then I start at Matthew and read through Revelation. Day by day, chapter by chapter, taking each verse. And when I see that I'm going in a questionable way, turning to God and let him straighten me out. I particularly like this prayer of David, which is create in me a clean heart, O God. Because when I visit with the world, I'm always a little bit fearful that the doctrines of the world and the way of the world will come off on me. So frequently, I turn to God and pray, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Everything has to do with the spirit. Is your spirit right? in that anger that you are showing. Is it really and truly righteous anger? It's so important that we allow God to cleanse our heart and establish us as long as we live on this earth. So we go forward structuring our life around the Bible, but structuring our life by the Spirit of God, not by the letter of the law. And yet we fulfill the rules of God as we do that. Think about these things. Work out your salvation. Is this something that's a good thing for me to do? and takes me in a godly way? Or does it fill me with worldly ideas? Work out your life. Work out which movies you're going to see, which books you're going to read. Do they bring hatred to you and getting even with people? Or do they bring peace? Each of us are responsible for working out our life. Right now, the politicians are trying to figure out who is going to be the candidate for president. I do not participate in politics because I see so many ungodly things. 
I just don't participate. I don't watch it. You say, well, you have to vote. Where does it say that in the Bible? I want you to look up in the Bible and find where it says you have to vote. I heard two men on television recently on a newscast, and they were being interviewed. Sometimes I hear things before I can get them turned off. This one man said, I don't know what to do about the election. One man is too old and the other is too crazy. And another man who was head of one of the offices with Mr. Trump when he was president was very disturbed. He said, I find I can't support either man, Republicans or Democrats. If you wish somebody well, and they go out and sin. The Apostle John tells us we are partakers of their sin. I don't know any way that you'd wish them well more than to vote for them. I don't do it. God is in charge. He setteth up one and taketh down another. That's in one of the Proverbs. He will do what he wants to do. If it destroys the United States, he's going to destroy the whole heaven and earth at the end of this world. That's not a big deal. Don't let yourself be disturbed over things like that. Read Second Peter chapter 3 and set your thinking by that, it'll take a lot of trouble away from you. We'll read it right now. Start at verse 10. But the day of the Lord, the coming of Jesus, will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. We have certain things that we can enjoy on this earth, but they're only for a season. No matter how wonderful those things happen to be, we know in the end, everything we can see with our natural eye will be destroyed by God and we will be taken off this earth and to the new heaven and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Revelation 21 verses 1 through 5 describes the new heaven and new earth. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming 
of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace. We don't know what day Jesus is returning. When he does return, will we be found in peace or are we going to be striving over something of this world? some fleshly thing. We have to work to live in peace. And he says, be found of him without spot. You can't follow religious lies. You can't follow doctrines that are antichrist in churches. You must follow what the Bible says. And we must live blameless lives. So the Apostle Peter said, Be diligent that ye may be found of him, of Jesus, when he returns, that you will be in peace without spot and blameless. So we commit everything we're troubled about to God so that we can be in peace regardless of what they do in this world. Work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. Live in peace. And if you're not in peace over something, Turn to God and pour your heart out before God and tell him how you feel and let him renew your mind and your spirit. And we have to live without spot and blameless. Treating people as you would want them to treat you. That doesn't mean approving their sin, to make them happy. It means telling them the truth, that they can see God. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.